Hello, scrolling another chat as I have a walk with Lottie out in the uh, Devonshire countryside. It's the 4th of April at the moment, and there's a bit of cloud in the sky. But things are looking up. It's starting to feel a bit like spring after a very, very wet March. People said it was the wettest one since 1981 or something. But uh, I don't know, we get quite a bit of rain in Devon, which is why it's green. But uh, the sun is starting to make an appearance. Birds singing and nesting and things all over the place. Trees are coming into, uh, into leaf and there's a bit of blossom. Uh, I think uh, blackthorn, yes, blackthorn blossom is out. Blackthorn blossom uh, features in uh, Mystery in May, although of course it's still April, but uh, also hawthorn blossom. And one reader, uh, I remember, was saying, well, you know, I think you've got the timing wrong of this uh, blossom coming out. But I had researched it and I had found that uh, there were examples and even found a photo that was meant to be taken online that was meant to be taken at the right time. And these things can vary depending on microclimate. Some plants are triggered more by day length um, or even night length. Back from my days of studying biology of plants years ago at university. Others are affected by things like uh, temperature and so on. And uh, we've got a mild little microclimate in this part of Devon. And uh, yeah, I'd figured it was about right. And I can certainly see... Uh, the blackthorn uh, blossom out now and it'll stay up for a while and uh, yeah hawthorn blossom a bit later it's uh, sometimes called a uh, may blossom anyway I believe who knows so um, I did feel like I am finally uh, homing in on the uh, on the end of this uh, draft of the next Devonshire mystery. Um, it does seem to be taking its time, doesn't it? But we are getting there. I've sort of got a bit of a feeling of confidence now, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like when you're near the end of a, a, a journey or a, you know, running the end of a race or something, you start to think, well, you know, I am going to make it. I am going to get there. <laughs> it's just a question of when now. So, um, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be running up into the uh, Easter Holes, I suppose, soon. So we'll probably have a few days off around then, visiting family. But uh, that sort of thing. But the words are getting there, and importantly for me, the the feeling of who has done the crime and what their motivation was, and and so on, is is getting resolved. There was a point where I realised I was running into trouble because it was going to be a bit too easy to actually, for Dan and Alan to pin down who'd done it. And then I had a brainwave just yesterday, actually. I thought, all I've got to do is just, you know, I, I won't spoil it, but I found a way of putting a spin on it so that it's not quite so straightforward. Because I thought for a minute I was going to have to change it. I thought, oh... Also, I had a temptation, a ter terrible temptation to meddle with things. And I thought, I've had an idea. Somebody else could have done it, you know. And I could make it all seem right and I could put it all together. But um, there are kind of some unwritten rules of mysteries. And in fact, there were some written down ones that were 
put together by some mystery writers a long time ago. And I can't remember the names offhand. Uh, I think I think it might have even predated Agatha Christie. I can't remember, but there were certain rules about um, put together for a good mystery. And there were things like no secret tunnels, uh, no identical twins, because <laughs> all these things, sort of things, were outlawed in these rules that were things that would make it too easy, a bit of a get out for the writer, you know. And uh, I have a feeling one of those rules, it's kind of one of my rules as well, I hope. Oh, the wind's just getting up, typical. If I do one of these recordings, and even on the stillest days, when you find a little pocket of wind. Anyway, I'll keep moving, see if I can, see if I can shelter the microphone a bit. Um, is that the person ought to have kind of been in it all along? The guilty person? I'll, again, I won't give anything away. If not from the very beginning, then certainly from very near the beginning, I think. I think... Uh, Introducing a new character uh, later on in the story and then pinning the thing on them is Could be okay in some circumstances, but I think it's fairer to the reader just to say well You know either oh, I liked that person from the start or maybe I had my doubts about them from the start <laughs> These kind of things that we um, We like to think Sometimes we kid ourselves, I think, if we're reading something like an Agatha Christie, we think, oh, well, I, I, I kind of knew it was that person, but we didn't really. <laughs> or if we did, it was probably a coincidence or, or something. I believe I'm right in saying Agatha Christie said that uh, to work out who'd done it, she'd sort of write her stories and then say, well, who's the least likely person to have done it? Who's everybody got to think, well, they didn't do it, you know, and then she would make it them. But they were the guilty ones. It's kind of a fun way to think about it as well. Um, I do uh, have that kind of thing in the back of my mind a bit, but uh, I do sometimes change the guilty party during the the writing because your first idea isn't always your best idea, and as you develop the characters and their relationships, you sometimes think, "Ah, oh, well, you know, there's some uh, some animosity between those two or some reason for that person who perhaps uh, somebody needs money or something. There's a, there's a motive that becomes clear during the writing and then uh, it seems silly not to use it. Whew. Lottie's going at quite a brisk pace this morning if I sound a bit out of breath. <laughs> Keeping up with Lottie. She's doing very well. Soon be 13 years old. And it's quite perky these days. Although her uh, muscles, her leg muscles sometimes, or possibly her back muscles, kind of let her down a bit sometimes. But she uh, she can get about and she enjoys life and has a sniff and a walk through the countryside. Took her up onto Dartmoor the other day. I did a little clip of video because um, it was a bit of Dartmoor where Sue and I were taking Lottie out and I've taken lots of pictures of Hay Tor. I will put these photos on the website, by the way. Um, and it's where a lot of tourists stop and, you know, kids have a clamber about. It's something to do. You can climb up to the tour. They go back down to the car park and then, you know, go off and get a cup of tea or your lunch somewhere. But <laughs> we thought, well, let's just go somewhere different. Let's just keep going and let's just take a road and see what happens down there. Because there's so much of Dartmoor that we haven't explored. 
we've lived here a long time. And uh, we passed a few car, little car parking areas that looked a bit too rough for us. Um, like huge potholes and things. Or maybe they'll fall. We just found a little pulling in place and got out and had a walk across the wall. And um, we weren't far beyond Haytor, but it was quite interesting. Just to see a different bit, different landscape. We see a wood down in the valley. Might have been the Yarna Wood that we uh, went to recently, and I shared some photos of that recently on the website. Um, I'm not sure whether how far that wood extends. It might have been a different one. But we see blossom down in the wood. We see fields and hills and tours and things. Uh, I don't know the names. There's lots of tours. Some better known than others. Some bigger than others. Um, So, it was rather nice. We did a little couple of videos as well. Little reels on Instagram or on Facebook. On the Facebook page you'll see those. Um, appearing, or one's already up there. So yeah. And then in true uh, Dan and Alan style, we uh, we were sort of first in, didn't know, where, we thought there might be a tea shop or something in the nearest village. There didn't seem to be, but there was a little pub. So we... Uh, that's quite a nice pub. So we popped in and uh, a little half a half an ale, half a locally brewed ale, brewed in Newton Abbott. Called what was it called? Well, oh, Neap Tide, yeah. Uh, some reference to the tides on the River Teen, I suppose. So yeah, a uh, bit of bit of research, I call it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I took some nice photos, which I'll share, and uh, so on. Oh, the sun's come out. But anyway, I got onto this because I was just saying that Lottie really enjoyed it. It's going somewhere a bit different, lots of different things to smell. She had a... Come on, this way. <laughs> I'm talking about She stopped still now. She said, I don't want to go down there. You come with me. <laughs> so yeah, she really enjoyed it. And there comes the wind again. I um, don't know if I've got much else to report on the uh, writing progress. Still haven't got a title yet. Um, other things are happening. Every now and then people ask me about audible versions. I'm going to have to try and get on it more. I have been contacting some companies that specialise in producing audiobooks. Because uh, I'd quite like to get them all redone with the same narrator and just make it all match. One sent a nice email back saying their schedule was kind of full at the moment. And because I was talking about several books, they didn't feel they could take it on. Uh, and the other two I haven't heard back from yet. The other way of doing it is to get it all done myself, just hire a narrator and so on. That's what, what I did for the first ones, a study in Stone and Valley of Lies. Um, it wasn't kind of trouble-free as an experience. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, also I've ended up with two different narrators, which isn't ideal. Um, so, we'll see about that. Um, I will try and get it done. Every now and then I'm tempted to do it myself, because I enjoy reading things aloud and you know, doing performances of them. I have equipment and software, I could do it, but... Um, 
yeah, I'm I'm just wary of it being good enough. I just don't want things to be uh, to be worth people's time and money. Um, and also, it would take me quite a long time to do, um, which would take me away from writing more stories. So, kind of think you ought to do what you're uh, do what only you can do, and get somebody else to do all the other things. But <laughs> ideally. Anyway, I've kind of got back to the point on the hill where I started with Lottie a little while ago. So um, I will sign off and we'll try and keep doing these every week and um, try and keep up with things a bit better. Um, I must do a newsletter as well. I was due on the other day and I, I didn't get to it, um, but hopefully soon. Okay, thank you very much for listening uh, and for all your support. Really appreciate all your encouragement and comments on the website and on Facebook and so on. Um, it's always lovely to hear from people who send me emails. I think I probably owe a few replies again. I must get on top of those. I'll do a newsletter soon. And uh, yeah, it's really great to, to have you along. Have you along for the journey. So uh, thank you. And a uh, huge thank you especially to um, anybody who's told others friends and family and so on about about the books that's always really great but a word of mouth recommendation is always really appreciated and a massive 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 thank you to people who have sent me mugs of tea via the coffee.com button on my website that is really great as well you can listen to all these other um chats as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts or you can listen to them on the site you can even subscribe on the site to them there's no separate newsletter involved. The podcast is a separate thing. And uh, you can even opt in to have an email when there's an episode produced, um, if you wish. But uh, whatever way you're supporting, it's uh, it's really great and to have you around. So thank you very much. Lottie's looking at me. Sort of, uh, you know, she's being very patient. She's a very patient dog, but she's sort of standing there, facing away, looking back at me over her shoulders, as if to say, well, come on then. What are you waiting for? Let's go home and have a biscuit. So, um, look after yourselves. Take care. Happy reading. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye.